is the Rundown, presented by The Runner Washington. Featuring Alex McIntyre and Kyle Paulson. And now, here is your host, The Runner Washington himself, Keenan Gray. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Rundown, episode 12. Keenan Gray here from The Runner Washington, joined by always Alex McIntyre and Kyle Paulson. Another exciting episode, and the fact we actually get to involve or involve other people in this episode as we'll have a couple of runners join us for a new segment. Um, but we'll get to that momentarily. Our rundown for today, more rankings, top 50 boys, 21 through 30. We'll analyze the boys rank 21 through 30, talk about some guys that we think are going to make an immediate impact and some guys that have surprised quite a few of us over the last year and have made a, quite the progression in the last couple of months. Also, another new segment, Ask the Runner Why. We had our viewers and listeners submit some questions just for us to discuss about. I mean, we have a, a ton to discuss about right now because there's, like I said, not a ton going on right now. So we'll have these questions to answer for you guys, and we'll just discuss them. We got five submitted today, so thank you for those that submitted those questions. And our final segment and newest segment, Talk to Them, where we literally just talk to them. We're going to have four high school athletes join us here on the rundown. We'll talk with them each two and a half minutes. Um, myself, I will talk to two athletes. That will be Cohen Schweitzer of Cedar Woolley, a sophomore, and Kylie Shakespeare of Central Valley. I believe she's a junior this year. And then Kyle will be talking with Ethan Peterson of East Lake, who was a sophomore. And then Alex will talk with Jasmine Munyatin from Auburn Riverside, a senior, I believe she is this year. But the biggest headline going into this week and actually last week, um, a famous coach, arguably maybe the second greatest coach of all time in this entire state of Washington, John Knight, North Central Boys High School coach, coaching legend, announces his retirement after almost 30 years of coaching at the high school level for the Indians. And guys, another one has moved on to bigger things in life. He, he, he did his time as his, at the North Central High School winning 11 state championships, the all consecutive in a row. It's, it's a state record, a national title in 2008. Coached national individual champions Tanner Anderson and Kai Wilmot and his daughter, of course, Katie Knight, went on to have a very successful career at North Central and then went on to the University of Washington as well. Looking back at John Knight and his accomplishments, Kyle, I'll start with you because you're, you're big on North Central. You love North Central. Initial thought hearing John Knight retiring. Yeah, first of all, you know, what a legendary coach he is and, and was. Uh, 11 consecutive state titles, you know, helping with Kamaik and they're definitely the team that we wanted to beat year in and year out. And, you know, they were always uh, a step ahead of us or most years, about five flights ahead of us. They had a lot of quality teams, uh, but you know, he's just a really fantastic guy. Uh, one memory that really pops into my mind uh, when we first qualified for nationals in 2012, they were the team with us and, you know, they had some experience obviously winning that nationals back in 2008 
um, John Knight actually emailed us and saying, hey, here's our itinerary that we do every year. You know, we do this, that, and the other thing that we think makes a difference in how we perform. And, you know, we did, we mimicked their schedule, everything they did. And we had a, a really great year. That year finished in seventh. They finished third that year. So, you know, he's not just a great coach. He's a great uh, individual, great person. You know, he's not selfish. He's not, you know, he's in it obviously for his team, but he helps people who uh, ask it. And he, I think you see a lot of that with his athletes as well. Um, had a lot of positive and great interactions with uh, their athletes. And I think that's a great reflection of the kind of program that John Knight has is he just um, brings out a positive attitude, not only himself, but the coaching staff and the athletes around him. Alex, with you growing up in the Deer Park area, growing up in the Spokane area, you, you got to watch these North Central teams just dominate year in and year out. What were your thoughts on just watching a North Central team coached by John Knight? Yeah, I don't know if I've ever personally met John Knight, but like you said, grew up around the scene. Um, and I think, I think what John Knight has done for Spokane um, is – been done by 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 a very few amount of coaches and and that that is to make a whole community of young athletes feel like they are different because of the place that they were raised you know he created this culture um or at least helped to create a culture in Spokane of champions um and, and I really think that every Spokane kid would say the same thing if you if you live in Spokane and you run in Spokane because you're there you're inherently better. Um, just he made coaches made kids believe that, right? That's, that's, there's no, there's no real truth to that. The geography doesn't make you any better. Um, but coaches like Knight were able to convince kids that, that they were. Um, so he's just kind of a part of that Spokane legacy al along with, uh, a few others, but that's a, a hard thing to achieve. So it's very cool to see and he'll be missed. And a big influencer for John Knight's success, I believe, goes back to Tracy Walters. Tracy Walters helped out with North Central a little bit and they referred to him as grandpa coach. So a lot of the things that Tracy did as a coach reflected of what North Central did at the high school level. And it's a testament to what John did these the last 30 seasons, an incredible coach. And I haven't had the opportunity to meet him, but I've heard anything I've heard about John Knight, positive things and just an all around good person. That's the only thing I've I really heard about him, regardless of him coaching and as a teacher as well. He, he's just an overall awesome person. And I think that's what's great for high school kids is to have someone like that role model look up to and reflect on what he did, not only as a coach, but as a person and how he grew, grew up. I'm, I'm sure his philosophy was like, we want to turn our guys into young men and positive young men to have influence, whether it being a father or son or an uncle or whatever again John Knight retires after 30 years of coaching at North Central and he'll be missed but I'm sure North Central is going to hire another fantastic person to fill in that shoe although it will be definitely not the same without John Knight but it's something that we'll remember for John for what he did for North Central High School and as well as the entire state of Washington with all of his successes so uh Congratulations, John, on retirement, and best of luck to whatever goes on in the future for you as well. Moving along, 50 boys' rankings, 21 through 30. When I had a chance to put this list together, this particular section 
I stumbled quite a bit because there were a lot of kids last year that are on this list did not necessarily run times, but during the COVID 2020 season, they just came out of nowhere. And I'm just going to read the list off right now, starting off at number 30, Kobe Ducher of Pope John Paul II. For me, Kobe, I've been able to watch Kobe now at least the last two seasons. And he's coached by a phenomenal guy in Larry, in Larry Weber at Pope John Paul. One of them probably the most underrated kids I've ever seen. Just a very competitive person and has got great speed. I believe he won the 816 as a sophomore and lost the 3200 to his older brother, who is now at University of Portland. Um, with the second fastest returning time at the 1B2B level, it, this is he's definitely someone that's going to challenge Iwako's Daniel Quintana. And, and that battle I'm really excited to look forward to. Uh, and I believe they're in the same district, so they'll be able to race against each other before even the state meet, if we have a state meet. Coming in at 29, Karp Mukai of Kamiak. Another one who last year struggled his junior season. Sophomore year ran great. Junior season was not able to get down to the times he did his sophomore year. And this year, training with the Jackson kids, uh, since Kamiak's in that area, he ran 15-28 in 2020. So he's definitely earned the spot in this top 30, and perhaps he might be even placed higher um, if some were to argue. 28, Hale Behan of Snohamish, of Sammamish. I can't pronounce it right now. For God's sakes, my dad went to high school there, so I hope I could pronounce it. Um, another tough competitor, and he comes from District 1 and 2 that, that were Seaholm, Bellingham, Anacortes, Cedarcrest, Mount Lake Terrace, a lot of good teams in that district, and arguably one of the tougher districts in all classifications. So, like I said, tough competitor, and I'm excited to see what he can do this hopeful season. And then we got a back-to-back duo coming at 27 Alex Wright of Central Valley and then 26 Caleb Karchner of Central Valley and you look at the times and how they finish at the state meet it's a mirror image it's totally a mirror image of what these CV boys have put together it was their last season was their first opportunity to compete on the varsity team and they did well they both did phenomenally well now I do believe it's going to be hard to replace someone like Tyler Hunter uh but with their productivity as two, that's a balanced attack I think the Bears have for the upcoming season. So Karsner and Wright, pretty positive runners for the Central Valley boys. Coming in at 25, Cooper Quigley of Sela High School. Uh, his former teammate, Shay Madison, a phenomenal athlete. Um, I think Cooper, out of all these guys in this list that I put together, is by far the most athletic kid of all runners because one he's a he's a three sport athlete competes in basketball as well and i think what carries him so well in cross and track is this explosiveness that brings from basketball and the ability to go get a rebound or go up for a lay in i i think someone like him is going to surprise a lot of people and follow in the footsteps of his teammate shay madison um but he he had it tough last year i mean he had to compete against his own teammate shay he had to compete against the one, the 2A champ, Elias and Cabasenchi, Cheney's Boss Holland, and West Valley Spokane's Colby Green, all of which that placed on the podium last season. So the District 5 and 6 CWAC GNL, or I guess GSL glue meet, it's going to be a good one to see this year. Coming in at 24, Cameron McCann of Bethel. Uh, solid, solid runner. Again, another underrated runner, but I think he is someone that is going to step up and he did step up at 3A, but we're going to see what he does potentially at the 4A level since Bethel goes up to 4A. 
23, Sawyer Dagan of Stillicum. Big competitor. He's a big competitor, and Stillicum was on the verge of ending Seahome streak last year, and they looked like it. They had, I believe, three guys on the podium last year, and I, I know for sure Sawyer is, has got a sour taste in his mouth because of them placing second last year and not beating Seahome, especially since they were beating Seahome in the team points, I believe, going into mile three. So he's going to want to make a difference somehow, some way, whether that's for a team perspective or an individual perspective. But he's someone that I'm, I'm excited to see this year as he progresses along. Coming in at 22, Mason Watermura of Curtis. Tough kid. Tough kid. I mean, he's someone that ran 15:51 last year. Is now running 15:20. You run and Curtis, and I believe Curtis Invite. That's one of the more tougher meets in the state. And I could be wrong, Alex. You've competed at or Yelms competed at Curtis. I believe that's one of the tougher meets in the state. Correct? Uh, it's it's slower. Yeah, that's it's kind of long grass, good hills. Um, so it doesn't it doesn't produce very fast times. Yeah, and so I think right there as a whole. Curtis trains pretty well and they, they train on some tough ground. So we'll see what he can be able to do in Pasco if we have a state meet. And then finally wrapping up at 21, arguably the biggest shock probably of all of them is Ethan Peterson of East Lake high school. Last year ran 1648 as a freshman, as a sophomore, if you were to tell me he would run 1510, I don't think I would agree with you on that or have the or better get or bet those odds but he's earned my early season most improved award and there's not much to say he's whatever he's doing is working and he's getting national attention as well as he had an interview with dice stat to talk about his 15 10 performance so we'll see what he does i mean with east like being at the 4a level maybe perhaps he's in the conversation to be in the 4a individual title race i know with kamayakin isaac teeples is right now the top guy ahead right now ethan coleman of olympia but perhaps ethan peterson gets into that conversation as well this season um as i mentioned i think ethan peterson might make the biggest impact what do you guys see with him moving forward with what he's done over the last year alex i'll start with you uh this is one of those kind of cool things that happens every once in a while with young guys uh freshman year they kind of take the training wheels off and figure out how to run uh and then all of a sudden something clicks and they don't go backwards again it's 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 all you know fire on the track from there um so it's yeah it's it's a rare thing to see happen but sometimes these these young guys just figure it out and and i think it's just going to see a lot of forward movement i'm going to probably assume i'd be interested uh, maybe we can ask him today but uh you know, that 1510 is probably on the track. So that probably translates to like a, you know, still very impressive, maybe 1540, 1550 on a, on a course, um, which puts him in a competitive spot at a state meet. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm excited to see what he does. And of course, I mean, there's all these other sorts of runners. So Kyle, for you, who, who do you think stands out on this list? And like we said with Ethan Peterson can make an, an immediate impact. I think You've got the Central Valley squad where you were talking about earlier that, you know, they come up from a program with a lot of success, a lot of history and coaches that know what they're doing. And with an extra teammate like that to push you every day at practice, I think they could, you know, if, I think everyone here could do a lot better than what they listed just because it depends on the kind of day you have. But I think 
those two have the best chance since they have each other. They're so close. So that's what's fun about these rankings is, yeah, we can put put a number next to them, but who knows once the season comes where everything's going to shake out. It's awesome. I agree with you 100%, Kyle, because I'm looking at this rate or this um, set of 10 here, and I bet every single one of them is thinking, man, I should have been in the top 20. What are you doing putting me in the in the 30, right, which is cool. Um, and, and we can respect that as we're going through this list, but I bet they're all like, okay, yeah, no, this is wrong. I'm, I'm a top 20 guy. Makes it but- fun. You want to think, though, okay, if this is 21 through 30, who's 11 through 20? That's the scary thing, at least in my opinion. And then you think ahead, who's in 1 through 10? That's what's the scary thing is about we have crazy talent. I mean, these kids are good. But looking ahead for the next two sets of rankings, we're going to be seeing some guys who are like, oh, yeah, there's a reason why he's in the top 10 or he, or they're in the top 20. So, like I said, yeah, we're everything's going to change rapidly probably – uh, shifting will probably go around throughout the entire season. But as of right now, this is uh, the list. We're actually going to switch gears a little bit. Uh, we're, we were on schedule to do the Ask the Runner Walk questions, but um, we are going to move ahead to talk to him because we do have a couple of guests now joining us. So we bring in our first guest, uh, Cohen Schweitzer of Cedar Woolley. I will start the clock momentarily and we'll have a two and a half minute or I'll, I'll have a two and a half minute conversation with him um just waiting for cohen to come on cohen how's it going dude good how are you guys we're good cohen your time starts now to talk so cohen you were on the varsity squad last year but your brother tove was so to see cedar woolley make it to their first ever state championship meet ever in school history what was that like um, it was great to be part of the team, um, and yeah, I just went as an alternate, but it was still fun to like see the rest of my team go um, just for the first time, and it was fun to make history like that. Um, the girls had been before, but we never been, so yeah. So when going to Pasco, what was that like? What was the, the car ride over? What, what kind of fun things you guys do? Um, listen to music, um, just messed around, made lots of jokes, and just had a great time. Um, it was fun in the vans. What's your, what's your go-to music? Um, I didn't get to choose the music actually, so it was uh, our assistant coach, and it was not great music, but it's still fun. <laughs> but if if you were in charge of the playlist, what would mm-hmm. you be putting on there? Um, keep it PG. <laughs> okay, um, rapper pop probably somewhere. Okay, who mix. who's your who's your favorite rapper? Uh, NF. I can honestly say I've never heard of him. How, how's the training been? What's what's COVID season been like for you? Um, it's been okay. Um, we only started like actually meeting as a team uh, a couple months ago. Um, so we're only meeting twice a week. Um, but we still just run uh, on our own individually. Um, other days, so. And how's, how's the school year been treating you? You're almost done with this semester and getting close to Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely different on zoom every day. Um, I, I'm excited for when we do go back, but it's going well, I guess. What are the plans for the winter break? You guys obviously probably can't go anywhere for Christmas break, yeah. but. Um, we don't really have any major plans. We might go to Leavenworth for a couple of days, but besides that, um, just stay around the house, I guess. I just went to Leavenworth last week and finally actually got to sit down and eat good food there. Um, wow. what's, your, what's your favorite spot to go in Leavenworth? Um, I don't remember. I haven't been there for three or four years, but I do remember they have a great taffy shop. So we'll get some taffy, get some candy. Hey, final mm-hmm. thing, man. Uh, what are you looking forward to this spring? Just finally getting back after it. Um, 
hopefully we can go to state again if there is a season. So, yeah. Assuming that there's a season and the Cubs, the Cubs are a great team and I'm looking forward to seeing them and represent the Northwest conference in the two A. So Cohen, thanks for your time, man. And best of luck in, in the next couple of months. Thank you guys. All right. That was Cohen Schweitzer and our next guest. I'm, we got iPhone guests here, so I'm, I'm going to hope it's Jasmine or maybe it's Ethan or I don't know, but we'll just see who, who pops up first. So we'll bring in this individual now. I can't see right now. Oh, we got Jasmine. Jasmine, how are you? I'm good. How are you? We're doing great. So you'll be having your conversation with Alex right here. Your conversation starts now. Hi, Jasmine. Thanks for being here. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. We're going to keep this pretty light and kind of fun, okay? Okay. All right. So first, I just want you to tell me a little bit about you. Where, where are you from? Which school do you run for? Um, and how was your season last year? Okay, yeah, so I'm a senior at Auburn Riverside High School, and I run cross country and track. My senior year last year was pretty tough. I only had a cross country season, but it was nice because I placed sixth at state, but unfortunately, I didn't have a track season, and hopefully we have one this year. Sixth at state is no joke, though. How did it feel to stand on a podium? Oh, I was... I don't know. It just felt amazing just to stand there and just to watch all my coaches and family cheering for me. It was nice. Very cool. Uh, so assuming we get a season coming up, you're going to be standing a little bit higher than sixth place, right? Yes, for sure. All right. That's what I like to hear. Perfect. All right, Jasmine, I need to hear your favorite go-to pre-race dinner. Um, I would say spaghetti with meatballs. Good choice. All right, we're going, we're going rapid fire now. Uh, the athlete who inspires you the most? It could be professional, high school, whoever it is. I would say Brenda Martinez. Perfect. Good answer. Thank you. Uh, how about your favorite team tradition? Um, well, every time it's the day before state, we have like a bucket where you sign your name and you put in your spikes and supposedly that's good luck for uh, your state meet. So it's a tradition at Riverside, and it's nice. That's very cool. I haven't heard that before. That's awesome. Uh, all right, your go-to pump-up song. Um, huh? I don't really have a go-to pump song, but I like to listen to Billie Eilish before my races. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> uh, all right, my last question for you, Jasmine. You have to help us settle a debate here at The Runner because Kyle and I really believe that the East Side – um, culturally is, is a little bit stronger other than Yelm, of course, that's where I coach. Mm -hmm. Um, but Keenan says it's the West side. So are you a, a East side or a West side? I know you're from the West side, but who's it going to be for you? Which side of the state is better? Um, I would say the West side. Dude, All right. You why, can you guys, why you got to throw me <laughs> under the bus for that one right there? Dude, come on. I go to school in Spokane, so I have to say the east side right now. Um, Jasmine, thanks for your time and hope to see you potentially racing in the next couple of months. So best of luck in, Thank the, you. in the future. I appreciate so. it. Thank thanks you. Take care. Dude, why you got to do that to me like that? That is, that is just cold. It's, it's the true. great debate. It's, it's the great it debate, is, Keenan. It is the great debate, and I kind of – might lean towards the west side a little bit because I am from there, but it's all right, roots. let's it's exactly so. Let's bring in our next guest, and it's kind of a he's kind of a superstar right now. He's getting all the attention in the world, and it's 
whether it's from Diestad or heck the Rundown podcast, it is East Lake's Ethan Peterson. So, Ethan, the floor is yours to talk with Kyle here. Your time starts now. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Hey, Ethan, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing well, thank you. So, I think a big, uh, big question here is, you know, you went from your freshman year going from about a 1645K down to 1510. You know, what would you credit for being like the biggest uh, change in training or what have you on dropping, you know, just a monster PR this, this season? Honestly, all of it was probably due to my mental game. I think I, like last year, I struggled with like, I guess, anxiety and just like having my mind racing constantly. So yeah, just changing it and <laughs> working on the mental game. I wrote a lot of books. Mind Gym was probably the book that helped me the most. And then my coach helped me with that a lot. And then I bumped my mileage up from 40 miles a week to 50. So that might've had an impact too. Oh, that's awesome. So it was up in the mileage and you said it was, what was that book again? A mind gym. It's so just mental training was, mm. and preparation was really important. That's awesome. And how has the training been with COVID? Have you been able to hang out with your teammates or run with them? Has it been primarily solo? Uh, for a little while there, it was solo, but my team has it where we, we meet up with in groups of five. So I'm meeting with the other like top five guys on my team and we're able to train together and do strength. How's your team looking this year with all the, the COVID nonsense? It's hard to get a real you know, idea of how other teams are looking throughout the state. So how do you think you guys are looking? Uh, I think, well, on the girls' side, we're doing, we're really strong. And then like on the guys' side, we have like, we're really clicking here. And I think once we like start training together, that's going to be huge. And then just like, getting that clicking together as a team. And I think we have a really good shot at like making state or winning King Co. Now what's your favorite race all time that you've competed in uh, prior? Prior. Uh, let's see. Well, I got to say desert twilight this year was super fun. Just getting to go down to Arizona and hang out with my teammates for like two days was awesome. And what are you looking to forward to most this spring track or cross country? Uh, 100% cross country, so fingers crossed we can have that season. <laughs> All right, Ethan. Yeah, we're, yeah, we just ran out of time right there. Perfect timing. Um, Ethan, one question for you. Um, you and Emily, when are we going to see a race? You two have, are one of the more improved runners without the throughout the entire state of Washington. Oh, you mean have Emily and I race? Oh, of course. Why not? Uh, I mean, I'd be down to throw a 100-meter dash together, see who wins. I'll, I'll talk to her about that, and we'll send you the video. Yeah, put something together because you, you two are on the cusp of doing some great things this season. So, yeah. Ethan, we appreciate your time and hope to see you racing in a couple of months, man. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me again. And our last guest of the day, Kylie Shakespeare of Central Valley. Maybe she's related to really William Shakespeare. Who knows? Um, but her time starts now, and I'll be talking with her. Kylie, so you came from Rogers of Puyallup. What was the transition like for you moving to Spokane as a sophomore? Yeah, um, the, we moved in the summer, and so I just hopped right into summer training. Um, I hadn't really known about the team yet, but we, my mom is like kind of like an outside coach, and so she started volunteering, and um, the transition just – the girls were super nice and it was really easy. We all kind of brought each other up and our speeds and everything. It was really cool. 
Now you yourself had state experience before joining CV, but when you look at the program as a whole, it's, it's quite a tradition. So what were you looking forward to the most running with the Bears last season? Um, yeah, I really wanted to try to be on a team that we could possibly place top three at state, maybe go to NXN as a team, but we didn't really get those opportunities this year when everything got canceled. But um, yeah, I think it was really cool going into a team where it wasn't just an individual runner, it was a group of runners. So that was really cool. Now you got to run down at the Yakima Cross Country Meet of Champions, correct? Yes, yeah. So how, well, how was it like? Finally, you're back to racing other people than your teammates, even though you weren't right. back with your teammates. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was, we were super excited. Um, we had been doing the NXV just as a team for a while and heading to Yakima, we were excited to race other teams. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to finish the race. I had to step off. I don't know, something probably happened, but you know, it happens. But I, I was just glad to be down there and race a good hard two and a half miles. So yeah, it was cool though. Our teammates did really good. Are you a big William Shakespeare fan at all? Um, you know, not, not really. I mean, we have one of his big books of all of his plays and everything, but I can't see I say I am. I don't know. <laughs> have you read any of his stories, I guess, this year or at all throughout high school? Um, yeah, we did Romeo and Juliet and Hamlet. So yeah. Ha Hamlet's kind of a dark one. I've, I've yeah. read, read that one last semester for one of my classes. And I was, that's a dark one to read for at least a high school age, but yeah, it's not, it's, it's not then, the most bright. No, no. And then Romeo and Juliet, blah, romance, whatever, blah. Yeah. Um, fi final question before you let you go. Um, favorite go-to, um, I guess, drink water Gatorade before race. Yeah. Um, I'd say none or noon and UUN drink the strawberry lemonade, electrolyte water tablets. Those are really awesome. I'll have like two every day of the week before a race. So yeah. Gets you pumped up, gets energized, ready to race yep. 5K and hopefully not die. So yeah. uh, uh, Kylie, appreciate your time. Your two and a half minutes is up. Best of luck for the CV girls. I'm really looking forward to you watching you guys this year. And I like those bear claw uniforms. Yeah, so you yeah. Guys, you guys should definitely wear those sometime. In, okay. In, even though it was an unattached race, but you guys should definitely bring those in for one of the races one time. So. We will. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it, Kylie. Thank you. And that will wrap it up for Talk To Him, our first time ever doing Talk To Him. It's cool finally to get to like talk to like other than like former athletes, talk to high school athletes and just talk about random stuff. Moving along to our final segment, which should have been actually our third or second segment. I honestly don't even know, but it's time to answer some questions for answer the runner walk questions. And we're going to start off with actually one of Kyle's former athletes. Andrew Larson of Kamaya King, graduate of 2020. He submits his question. How do you think the season would have played out in the fall with the times we have seen so far? Alex, I'm going to start off with you. Oh, I think about this question all the time, and it's so challenging because we didn't get to see track. I think track is one of the best indicators of what the fall is going to look like. Um, and, you know, if I, I think we would have seen what we always see. I think we would have seen Washington stand out on the whole. Uh, you know, Washington's just a, a superpower of, of runners in the nation. We see it every year. Um, I think we would have seen some standout individuals, you know, on the 4A level. I, I think Isaac is, is there on the 3A level. I think there's a, a few that really want it. I think Bryce is up there for sure. Um, and as far as teams go, I think that 
this would have been really fun. I'll speak to the 3A level because that's where I coach. This would have been a really fun year because I think there was probably five different teams that thought they could win it this year. Uh, and that's not always true. Not when, not to actually truly believe that. And I, I got a good feeling there's probably five 3A teams that truly thought they could win it. So hopefully we get the chance in the spring. Um, a lot of unanswered questions that we'll, we'll look forward to. I know Kyle's trying to tell you that Kamaikin's now 4A now rather than 3A, so Isaac's going to be at the 4A level. So, but Kyle, give us your take on what to ex- what we could have expected. Well, knowing my my audience here with Drew Larson asking, um, obviously Kamaikin wins uh, fourth consecutive state title. Uh, get Rex to set trophy again. That's the obviously the the answer he was looking for. So. <laughs> but yeah, I think the same thing as, as Alex, uh, we'll probably see a lot of, I think on the front end, familiar faces, Cam on the four-year level, Camus had a really good team returning, CV had a really, Central Valley had a good team returning, uh, probably a lot of familiar faces up front for the guys, um, same for the 3A, um, probably some familiar faces or a couple new ones sprinkled in, maybe on the bottom end of the podium, um, and same as uh, the individuals. Though again, with like Alex said, with the track season, who really knows how hard people worked? Uh, with, I mean, even look at uh, Ethan, who we just had on, you know, just a uh, relatively unknown person who suddenly is looking like one of the top talents in the state. So hard to know for sure without that track season. But it, I'm sure we would have seen a lot of mostly familiar faces, people we expected, sprinkled in with people we, we didn't already know. I think from my perspective, uh, I think the best team as a whole throughout the entire state, both boys and girls, Arlington. I really think Arlington is truly the best team right now with what they have done so far. I'm sorry, Alex, but uh, Alex, sorry, Kyle, I'm sorry, but what Arlington's done this off season with, um, I believe Vincent Loftus running 1502, they got three guys that are under, or four guys, let's say, under 16 minutes. This is right. This is right now. This is the most dominant team in the COVID era, and I think they would have the best chance to win a state championship at the 3A level. Um, and on the girls' side, it's heavily dominated by the West side with Camus, Tahoma, and Eastlake. And as Ethan mentioned, Eastlake's gonna be tough with someone like Emily Van Balkenberg running 1655. And that was not on the track. That was down, I believe, at the, that desert race he was talking about. That, that's a good team the Wolves have got put together. But between Camus and Tahoma, that rivalry that has been brewing for who, who knows how long. Tahoma returns Faith Martinez, uh, who will be a four-year varsity runner, I believe. It's a, it's a good bunch right there that the Bears have. And, of course, papermakers without Hal Jenkins, who's going to fill in that top role? And we don't know at the moment right now, but right now I think Tahoma is the best team going in for at least on all the girls' teams as a whole. And then from an individual perspective, I'm excited to watch the 4A boys and girls. When you look at the guys' side, Ethan Coleman, Isaac Teeples, Jordan Hansen, girls' side, Julia David-Smith, Ella Borsheim, and Emily Van Valkenburg. Those are some big-time names, and we're going to be seeing some pretty fast times once March rolls around and, and in May when the state meet's supposed to be. Our next question comes from Andy Bueller of Scorebook Live, Washington. Andy, thank you for submitting your question. I'm going to let you guys answer this one. Um, what are your memories from the first race you ever ran? 
embarrassment <laughs> i think it's the word oh my gosh i'm not a natural born runner by any means uh i don't know if this was my first race ever but it's the one i remember the most uh as a young person and it, i ran a two mile race for the first time and i think it was like 14 something for me um but which isn't a, a terrible time but it was at the district meet that you didn't have to qualify for or maybe it was league something like that it was basically anybody who wanted to run it could run in it and i was dead last by a long shot uh, but i think that's why i started to commit because you kind of have to feel a little bit of that initial oh that wasn't good better put in more work now um so yeah first races aren't always the best <laughs> I think my first race ever, oh, jeez, that that's, takes me back to my elementary days where I also was not a gifted runner back then as yourself, Alex. I just remember my mom told me, let's go run this 5K, have some fun out there. And she told me, just go in the back because you know you're not going to be able to run with me. I'm like, first of all, thanks. I feel, I feel like you just um, dissed me for that. But she was right. I was way in the back and she was way out front. Um, but I just remember it was in Ferndale, it was Old Town Settlers 5K race. And I just remember going on the final turn back into Old Settlers Park. And my mom's like, okay, if you beat this kid, we're going to the Mariner game and we're going to be sitting behind home plate. Whatever motivation right there just clicked in my head and I just went full sprint and I passed the kid. And we went to the Mariner game and they played the Boston Red Sox. And that was one of the coolest experiences. Uh, sitting behind home plate and watching that baseball game. Did they win? I don't think they did. So it's typical of the Mariners to do that. Yeah. Sorry to anyone out there that's a Mariners baseball fan, but it's it's true. So okay. How about you, Kyle? Uh, the first race that I remember was the Capital Invite my freshman year, and it was kind of cold. And I asked Rexus because I just got my super cool team issued sweats. They were red and white, like a boss, and. Uh, I asked him, oh, can I race in my sweats? Because it was cold. And he's like, he just looked at me dead face like, yeah, if you were on a run three minutes slower and then walked away. Like, you know, this fresh homeschooled, at a homeschool kid. Like, that was one of my first interactions with Rex. I'm like, oh, okay. Felt like an idiot. And 10 years later, you're back here coaching with him. One of my best friends now. I love that guy. Maybe that was your motivation right there to come fast. And that's why, that's probably why you wear those tight shorts. Exactly. That's probably the why you tights. wear the half tights. That's probably why you wear them now because Rex has told you the pants will make you a lot slower. Exactly. That's, that's why I only wear half tights. I go to work, half tights. Go to bed, half tights. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a little extensive. But, Just you know. in case. Oh, okay, cool. Whatever. That's, yeah. It's a good thing this is a podcast without visuals. Exactly. Okay. Um, Arlington Cross Country submitted a question. Favorite meet? I mean, I can go first for this one. I think for me, my favorite meet running in high school was my senior year, the Nike Twilight Invite in Marysville. Talking about an opportunity to go down to an invite with a lot of big school names. Now, we didn't run in the big school race, but we, we ran in the small school race because I, I went to a 1A school. Um, but talk about running at night with literally the course was lit. I mean, like people are like, Oh, this is lit. This is awesome. No, it was literally lit. There were lights all over the course. There were for every mile marker. There was like these massive rings that they had. They would have run under them and it was just dark at night. And it was just super cool just to be able to run a 5k race at dusk. And during Halloween times, the, the shirts we got were glow in the dark. So 
you go somewhere dark and your shirt's glowing. You just see all these like scary stuff on your shirt. I think for me, that was probably one of the coolest races. And then second to that, probably hole in the wall invite. Yeah, there's, there is no feeling like watching a state meet. Um, I, I'm not going to go with the state meet because I never actually was able to run in a state meet. Um, but anybody who's been there just to even watch knows the energy that's everywhere at that golf course. Um, but if I was going to go with one that I run, I love the Mountain West invite in Missoula. I don't know if you guys have ever uh, seen that one or heard about it. Uh, but it's a, it's a pretty large invite. Uh, a lot of Montana, Washington, Idaho schools, some Wyoming in there. Uh, but it's just a really cool golf course with the Missoula backdrop and fast, fast times get run there. So it's, it's it was always one. And it's an overnight trip, which every high school kid loves. So it's a very cool meet. Yeah, for me, it's got to be my junior year Wenatchee invite. Uh, I was in the JV race like I was throughout my whole high school career. But uh, uh, my brother and I went one, two, and I just remember – I know taking the lead with first time ever in a race and going, Oh shoot, I'm in the lead. I better run fast. Um, and then finishing and then turning around and my brother's right behind me. That was a, just a, a cool moment to share with him, even though it was only the JV race and we we're like, like I'm 90 seconds back from the actual winners, but Hey, we got the same ribbon they did. So. Hey, a win's a win, man. Exactly. Take it with, take it with a grain of salt and you get a win like that. I, I only had one win in my high school career for cross country. So should have, should have more JV races. That was, that's where it's at. I, unfortunately, I was the fastest guy at 1740. So I don't think I had the opportunity. I mean, I could have ran JV, but I, I don't know if that would have been okay with my coaches. Our next question comes from Kim Hedrick. Uh, how do you, and I actually, I'm going to give this to both of you guys. You can answer it because you're both are coaches and I'm no longer a coach anymore. Um, how do you keep motivation and training until the season starts? I think a lot of it is just setting goals, um, even training goals. We've been able to, you know, we do workouts that we've done throughout the year, when years, last decade, and we've been able to compare you know, how successful teams in the past to what we're doing right now and going, oh, you know, I think next week you can do, you know, seven seconds faster, which puts you, you know, here on the old time list for this workout. So, you know, get after it, keep training. Uh, the COVID times has been weird. Uh, we've been doing pretty similar to what Ethan mentioned earlier, where we're just doing pods. So keeping kids separated, but within a fast group, but we've still been able to, that's one of the big motivators as well, I think, is that we're not really getting outside a lot. So that's one of the few times they can actually interact with their friends. So just get outside and run and just, you know, it's, it's difficult. It's really hard because there's a lot of training with very little reward with so few races that we've had. So if you can just think of like a time goal or a workout goal, like, okay, last week I did 400s and I was only hitting 73s. Well, maybe, you know, my last four, I'll hit 72s or what have you. So just think of a time goal, think of something, you know, you can reach and, and shoot for and just get those little wins. The workout wins uh, are, are big. They add up real quick. Yeah, I've been I've been really inspired by um, you know specifically the the Yale athletes right now because those are the only students that are athletes that I get to work with. Um, but just inspired by their ability to find the smallest victories and make them just as big as some of those you know time goals or 
you know, placing at a state meet, you know, little things like we found a new trail just makes their week. Right. Or, um, you know, my tempo pace was my race pace last year now, cause I've been putting in this work or, uh, we got a new guy out. That's huge. Right. That's, it's, it's all these little things that you can focus on. And, um, truthfully are the things that you'll, I think, remember outside of high school. Um, I couldn't tell you my times at any races, but I remember those moments, those daily victories that are um, really, really uh, impactful on a, on a young kid's life. So to, for high school kids to recognize that now while in that moment is something that I've found really inspiring. And our final question comes from Anders Higgs. He's a Kent Ridge senior. I think this one applies to just me, but you guys could probably say something. Um, how soon do you plan on expanding to other sports? And I'm, and I'm going to assume he's referring to the runner Washington or just like how sports media is evolving with social media. I mean, with a sport like cross country and track that does not get a lot of coverage and attention, I think this was the perfect opportunity to start something up with basketball, football, baseball, and all those other popular sports. They already have people that are covering sports, whether it's for the Seattle times or whether it's for scorebook live Washington right now, probably our biggest sports media page for high school sports. I think whatever you're passionate about, like myself with running, you just got to go for it and start something up. I mean, if it, even if it is basketball and it's something that's already being covered, why not start up a hoop page? Why not start up the Hooper? Or I've actually had people talk to me about starting up that because I played high, basketball in high school. So, I mean, do what you're passionate about. I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. And I've, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed covering you guys for the last almost three years. And it's, it's been enjoyable. And I recently just got in touch with a company and we might be partnering up a little bit and making some money with them. So now the runner Washington might make him some money. So that'll be coming momentarily later and you all can get involved somehow, but I'll post about that later once I get things settled with this company I'm working with. But that is all. start invoicing you for my time. <laughs> uh, no, no. If you guys, if you guys want to reflect on this question, go ahead. Oh, no, I've got nothing. I just want to say, you know, obviously you've had a lot of success with the uh, runner Washington because there was a need. There's not a lot out there for cross country. So it's great that uh, you took the initiative and started uh, something that's involved in a, something really fun. I think kids really enjoy looking at. Yeah, it's been, it's been kind of wild. Cause I think this started off as like three guys just talking running because that's what we like to do. Um, but during this COVID time, you almost like kind of have to be the voice from these kids who aren't, um, I don't want to make us into that big of a deal, but you know, they're, they're not hearing these things. They're not seeing these things like they would in a normal year. So this is, um, that's been a motivating factor to keep this thing going. What are you talking about? We're not, we're not a big deal. Yes, we're a big deal. Come on, man. We are, we are the rundown podcast crew. We are the, big oh, like, deal. like Kyle said, you can say that when you start paying us, Keenan. <laughs> yes. Not verified yes, on Twitter yet for this. I'm, so I'm, once I get there, I'm sorry. I've tried to get verified on, on Instagram once I got over 2000 followers, but you know, according to them, I'm not famous enough, even though there's some people out there, they're already verified at like 1000 followers. So, so I'm not hurt. I don't even know what verified means. If it makes it start, we start a petition. Yeah, we, we can't start a petition. Everyone start a petition for the runner wad to get a, a blue check mark by my, name on my instagram page that's basically what it is alex it's a blue check mark oh i can give you one of those thank you i appreciate that that was all of our questions we have for uh ask the runner wah 
Um, we appreciate those that um, tuned, turned in those questions for us to answer and just talk about. And our show did run a little longer than expected than usual, but um, we're just going to end things off with final thoughts as usual. Alex, I want to start with you. I mean, I'll talk with John Knight and then those rankings. What do you think of those? Oh yeah, it's just a ton of fun. I love celebrating the the um, you know hard work that's been done by a lot of coaches, like we got to tonight, and then going and looking at the actual athletes and being able to kind of bait a little bit on on what they're going to do and what we've already seen is is a good time. So I I had a lot of fun tonight. This was a really fun podcast. And then uh, Kyle, for you, two new segments we got to do today: ask the runner walk questions, and then talking with a couple high school athletes and talk to them or as. Uh, Alex wants to refer now is just run with it. Maybe that's the new name for it. But anyways, your thoughts on that? I think it's great uh, highlighting some of the runners that don't get as much attention as like the really fast people is fantastic. And if they want to come in and answer some rapid fire questions, that's, that's great. I'm all for it. Um, and for the answer to the questions, I'd love that as well. If you've gotten any more guys, please send them in. Love to answer them. Um, yeah. I think it's just a special shout out for one of your former boys, Andrew Larson, because Larson, I hope you listen to this. You're the man. Keep training hard. So, so shout out Andrew Larson. Uh, two, is he a two-time state champion? For the as a team, I, team, yeah. team. three-time. He's a three-time. He's a three-time, three-time state champion. So big deal right there with Andrew Larson. So that's going to wrap it up for our episode today, the end of episode 12. Our next episode will be our holiday special. We'll come up with something creative for you guys to listen to, and we hope to have you guys back real soon on The Rundown. For Alex McIntyre, Kyle Paulson, myself, Keenan Gray, thanks for listening to The Rundown podcast presented by The Runner Washington. Hope you guys enjoyed it and have you back here real soon. Talk to you guys later. Hey there, this is Marcus Dixon, five-time state champion from White River High School and alumni of BYU. You've been listening to The Rundown, presented by The Runner Washington. For up-to-date information on all the high school cross-country and track and field here in Washington, visit the website at www.therunnerwa.com and follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.